You're listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. This is a special episode to end the year 2021. It is issued at a time of year when many are thinking of feeling more warmly towards one another and how to live in a more loving and kind way. When exploring intentions like this with medicines, it's inevitable that we will be faced with the other side of the coin, which is why I decided to offer this short and more focused episode, which is a discussion I had with Michael Kokel about facing the darkness within. This is also an introduction in a way to a new format I will be introducing in the new year. These episodes will be more focused in subject and around the half hour mark. If you'd like us to cover any topics in particular, or if you'd like to learn more about hypnotic journeying for healing, personal growth, and integration, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com. I'm wishing you all a magical new year. So uh, we were talking about um, uh, conversations that, you know, within ourselves that we observe and we're also participating in. And this came up because I do dream work and we were discussing all these different states of awareness we can be in within, you know, our, our dream state um, or our, our sleeping state. You know, there's sometimes in the middle of the night, it's like you're half awake and half asleep and all these amazing things happen when you're also, you know, dreaming, there's lucid dreaming, and with me, there's like connecting with this higher consciousness. And it's great because it has far more access to me during the, you know, the dream time because I, I resist it less. I argue less. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, we still have that part of ourselves like there most of the time. But that's why, that's why these medicines are powerful. Um, we do little less of that. It's still possible to do that in that state. But anyway, so I... <sighs> I was being, becoming aware of this, this darker energy recently um, that, um, and, and I do think that even though we attribute a lot of these things to shamanic work and, um, and, and it's really a matter of perspective, um, you know, darker energies do exist in the world. We know this, we see it all the time. Um, and when it comes to light uh, in the form of, oh, there's an entity or, things like that, I think that it's easier for us to uh, just kind of shift that responsibility outward and, you know, be the victim and, and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying that, that, you know, really disturbing things don't happen. They do. Uh, they've happened to me. And, but there's another side of it that I've become aware of recently where um, it's also allowed me, um, especially in light of all of this uh, acknowledgement of, of, you know, um, how we are and how we need to be in terms of being kindness and loving and, and, and instead of what we tend to be, which let's face it is, is darker, you know? Um, and, and during this recent experience I had with ayahuasca, um, I, I think that it was inevitable given my intentions and, and, you know, everything working up to this, and the fact that I was also working with another medicine called Noya Real that's all about the light. Um, when we're shooting for that, we have to see what's not what's not in uh, harmony with that. <laughs> you know, that's going to be dark stuff. 
So anyway, I came back and, and I, I really felt this, this energy with me that was darker and, and um, I was disturbed by it and I went through all kinds of emotions and, you know, victimish and all, all kinds. But, you know, the stronger part of me, the one that wanted to deal with this on my own took over and I was having a disturbing dreams and things like that. Um, and I'm no stranger to that when I'm working through things, but this time there's something different about it. Anyway, one night I woke up in one of these strange states where you're not sure whether you're awake or not. And I was aware of this exchange I was having with this, this darker energy, let's call it. And I, even though I was the observer, I, I also know I was taking part in this exchange. Let's call it a conversation, even though I know it runs deeper than that. Um, because I, I was aware of the fact that I chose uh, expressions, we can call them words, but I, I chose a way of confronting this that left no room for negotiation. So it wasn't, I want you to leave or anything like that. It's you are going, you know, you cannot exist in here, you know, in other words, in me. And so after this took place, after it was over, um, I felt entirely differently. I felt much stronger. Um, it was really amazing what happened. And it, it goes to show a lot of the work, the really important work can take place well after ceremony, a long time afterwards, right? Absolutely. And um, you said that you understand this deeper state that I was talking about where you're observing it, but you know that there's something deeper going on where we either you know, agree with something or we don't. And ayahuasca, this has been very much a part of early, early teachings with her and me in this dialogue. It's like, you know, I'll say to her, I want this to happen in my life. Why, why, why is it happening? And she says, okay, yeah, and that's what you're saying on this level in your head, but let's look deeper. You know, let's look at what's really going on there. And, and it's different, you know, what we're really agreeing to is very different than what we think in our minds sometimes. And reaching that those deeper states is really important to understand what we're really communicating out into the world. Yeah, and and what you described earlier about your interaction with this sort of darker force, um, this occurred after ceremony, correct? In a yeah. dream state. Yeah. Okay. And 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 in that you you know it it was in one sense you said communication, but but in a way in this different state you're in, it was just more almost a rejection that goes beyond communication or at a much deeper level. Uh, is that kind of, I, I mean, cause I, I kind of, it, what you're saying very much resonates with me when you get into these sort of uh, uh, non-ordinary hypnagogic states, lucid dream states, the, the level of participation and communication is just so different than it is. And, and when you say that like you were able to direct this to separate from yourself i completely understand that and in in a way that it, it was it was almost like you rejected it at, at every level possible perhaps or it maybe can you maybe um describe that some more yeah i mean and i think that it's something that that i i felt my way through and i don't know how much we can we can always um logistically work this out we can just use our language the best we can to describe these things right i think we exist at various levels i think that we experience existence um on 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 various levels and i think that we start to become aware of those levels when we do this work with with medicine with meditation even with with hypnosis with 
um, starting to intentionally work in our dream time, I think we, we become aware that there are different levels of existence. And, um, and, you know, these experiences that we have in life can be viewed in many different ways, whether it's with medicines or anything else, you know, um, I'm sure we're all aware with, of the concept of, you know, just having an experience and saying, what can I learn from that? No matter how tragic it may seem or difficult. Um, and I had a really difficult experience with the medicine. And afterwards, I, I was feeling this this darkness that I did also feel in, in ceremony. And, you know, there was part of me that went into all this, oh God, what attached itself to me? Um, who did that come from? All the rest of it. But everything that ayahuasca has taught me, has taught me about has led me to understand that, that I can learn from anything and um, and that, you know, I, I do uh, bear some responsibility for the things that take place in my life. So what am I going to do about this? You know, what, what action, how am I going to respond? You know, and responding from a victim state is never a good thing. <laughs> it may be a natural thing sometimes or, or a familiar. I won't say natural, I'll say familiar because a lot of those things that we think of as natural it's just familiar because we're used to doing it because we've done it so many times and others have in history. And, and, and when we're hoping to change that, we have to change our definitions of what we consider to be natural and normal and good, you know, because normal right now is not necessarily good, but what we're used to, you know, if all the systems in place and all of our ideology and, and, uh, and, and systems and, belief systems worked we wouldn't be going to the medicines they wouldn't be uh, arriving as as medicine you know there's it's happening for a reason so uh, when we're presented with these with these things we have an opportunity to respond differently and um, that was another message that I got ages ago was like we, we do have to find a different yardstick to to measure you know what what's normal and 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 what's healthy because what we've been using so far is, is not worked out very well, right? Um, but this last experience, so I looked at it later once I decided to contend with this myself and to confront it. And I thought I was, I was working with uh, moving towards this, this lighter way of being, this way of being that is more loving and, and kind. And what is it that would, would ever get in the way of us, us being that? Well, it's got to be something that's probably, you know, not very light and not very nice. And it's, it, it may appear to us as being some separate dark entity. And uh, it's not the first experience I've had of that nature. You know, I've had other um, dreams where uh, this, what I considered to be some kind of entity or a creature showed up with my face and looked exactly like me, but I knew it wasn't. And I knew it was really <laughs> a nasty creature. <laughs> and I confronted it. And, and again, I, I felt so much better afterwards and more powerful and, and all of those great things. And I think that this, this is us working through, you know, those darker states that have been a part of our experience, but are not really a part of, you know, who we are um, truly and deeply, you know? Yeah, that's 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 really uh, it's really interesting. I'm just comparing sort of my own uh, history uh, up against that, and it's it's very different. Um, the, the way you describe that you have um, spirit allies and and uh, and helpers along the way, um, and and that's kind of 
it, it, it makes sense that if you would have allies that, you know, that there might be some forces that are not your allies if there are, you know, a pantheon of, of spirits or, or realms. And, and I guess in my own experience, I've not, I mean, I, I sort of have maybe whispers of, of, of that, but not like a direct contact with that. And, and that's kind of like my own um, anxiety in, 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 or experience in this is that I'm very much alone in sort of an overwhelming universe that's just so vast and and um and so i i could see how that but 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 yet now i haven't had the experience of like necessarily a a malignant force that that has come in in a ceremony but that that was just i mean but that probably was with sort of my other um you know my other sort of uh unconscious structure that I that just have not been a pantheon of, of spirits in so far. And, you know, again, we all experience these things differently. Um, there are people that have audio experiences. There are people that have more visual. There are people that have more like feeling. They, they feel these things. And I, I've had all of the above. Right. There's experiences I haven't had. People have been going to different universes and, you know, other realms in that way. I, I haven't had those experiences. And, you know, the, the kid part in me goes, well, I wish I could have that. Why can't I have that, you know? But, I mean, I, I have what's important for me to have, given my own intentions and where I'm at. And, and it's, I, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it, after you had this was it sort of like, you know, and this is kind of like has all kinds of baggage, so I hate to use this word, but almost like an exorcism. Uh, <laughs> I've thought a lot about that. Would, would that be something? I've thought a lot about that lately. You know, uh, we were talking about uh, religion and and the observations I've made around how we can we can make those mistakes over and over again and yet there are also other aspects of those things where I go on oh, now I know where those concepts came from and yeah I mean it can be seen as you know kind of like that but again you could have like you know 10 people and tell the same story to 10 people and every single one of them are going to experience that differently given their own ways of interpreting the world their own lens you know so even though there are comparisons that can be made, um, I think that, you know, for me, that's all I can really say, because I, I can't tell for other people. But uh, for me, it did feel a little bit like that. Um, but again, this conversation between you and I about this particular subject began with us exploring these deeper states that we're not as consciously aware of, right? these deeper agreements we have right. uh, like ayahuasca me saying i want this to happen in my life and ayahuasca going on but look what's happening deeper so i wonder if there's a deeper state of us that's actually welcoming that dark stuff in and we have to be brought to the point where we're ready to confront it you know confronting <clears throat> this uh embracing a loving experience in my life um Along with that came an understanding of all of the social, you know, dark nuances of the past I, I had to shed. And some of that is just so ingrained in our social experience um, and what we consider to be normal and acceptable. 
that it takes a long time to come to a place where we're ready to let go of it. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was really, you know, what I've been working up to and that all that really had to happen for me to, to officially let that go. Because I, I did grapple with that for a long time, you know, all the sarcasm, all the jibes, all those things that were part of the quote unquote normal social behavior had to go in its place is a very different way of being there's still humor and all the rest of it it's just very different i mean I, it's it's funny like that was one of the things like oh i can't let go of the humor you know especially the self-deprecating humor like that was so familiar <laughs> to me and yet with self-love it's like hmm what's gonna replace that well there's lots of jokes that i make about myself now but it's done in a very different way different tone there's an energy to it. I keep reverting back to that word because it's the only way to really describe the difference. And, and there is, and it's significant. It really is. It feels so different. So after, after this experience you had where you uh, separated from this, this other darker energy, have you noticed that uh, changes in your, in your, your, your day-to-day reality and experience after that? It's a process. You know, it for for me, it has been a process um, and a transformative one. Um, I noticed something right away, and just like you know, you come back from ayahuasca sometimes, and right away you notice a lift, and it's it's great, and it's pronounced, and and then the work begins. So you know, I have to integrate that now, and 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 that's been that's been a process too. But it's I know that it's all part of that. That, that bigger experience that I've had ever since I began where, um, yeah, ultimately it leads somewhere great, but there's, there's work to be done in between and even after. Uh, and that's the experience that, that I had. Um, I know that this is not the only one. And I know that, that there's other people who have had these experiences and, and feel very differently about how it all went down. But again, we're all so unique for me. It's been, ultimately empowering. God knows I wish it could have come about <laughs> in a less painful way, but you know, the results are amazing for me and I'm glad for the results. And there's one image. Yeah, that well, coming that's... I have to, I have to share this because it just keeps repeating in my mind for a reason I had a cat. Um, she's passed now. Um, but oh God, I was so close to this cat. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we were so close. And she used to sleep on this chair and she'd have dreams and I'd watch her because you can see the cat twitching and everything. Um, lovely cat. Very funny. Anyway, she was deep in her dream one, one day. This is long before I ever knew about any of this stuff. Anyway, she's dreaming away. And then she wakes up suddenly and she like jumps away from the chair and she looks back at that chair like how dare you do that to me <laughs> you know <laughs> and it was hilarious and i laughed my head off and that whole image has come to me again and again throughout this whole experience and i think that what i got out of that was you know we see these things happening to us sometimes and look at it like how dare that happen to me but you know we are the one we are involved, you know, it wasn't the chair that necessarily did that to her. She had a dream, you know, while she was in the chair and then it's all about the chair. Oh my God, the chair's evil, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but she came away as the same cat that had that dream. So I think that there was certainly a message in there for me and, and, and possibly others um, 
that, you know, th these outside factors we can look at and go, oh my God, that's terrible. All I have to do is keep away from that. But really, um, there's part of us within that, that that's where the work needs to be done. Yeah. Embrace everything, push away nothing. <laughs> well, you know, I, in the end, I, I did um, say goodbye to it. And I wouldn't say it was pushing away. Uh, as we discussed, this was this deeper conviction of, okay, this is no longer, this, can, this will no longer exist within me kind of thing. I was brought to that point. And I don't know if you'd call that pushing it away, but you're right. At the beginning, if I just ignored it, it's, that's not going to accomplish anything. But so open curiosity, explore with open curiosity and see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for sharing that. And I, I, uh, it's got to be uh, something that's powerful and still resonating with you uh, now. And there's, it must be very empowering to realize that you have that within yourself to, to make that sort of decision. I think or, we all do. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that we do. And, and I think that it does happen with people at different times in different ways. <laughs> the shamanic world is, has its own flavor, which is interesting. And, and it is a tool that we can use. Um, and it's not easy, but um, I think it can be exceptionally powerful given uh, what we recognize now in this world as powerful um, dark forces. Um, that's another thing I explored with ayahuasca. And her response to me was, yes, there are darker forces in the world, but there's nothing more powerful than love. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely gives us hope. Yeah, we're all capable. Of that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool.